0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of the... No, no. Yeah, yeah, I'm right, I'm yeah, right. yeah. wait. Episode yeah. four. Episode four of the Kong Roundtable.
1: <laughs> no King Kong <laughs> versus.
0: Yeah, that's what got me tripped up for a second. Today, as always, you're joined by me, Mulder, otherwise known as Faye, and... Tun here, once again. And a Crash
1: here, per usual.
0: <laughs> and today, we are discussing the first real remake of King Kong being mm-hmm. king kong or 1976. so uh what would you guys give it out of ten <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is right to it probably like a five yeah, or a four <laughs> to ten for me it's very not good <laughs> probably one of the worst films we've seen so far
0: yeah Tom.
2: it gets a uh low five out of me
0: yeah if for all... me for me, it's a three out of ten. It's my least favorite thing we've watched from the show so far. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I really don't like this one. Um, this was directed by John Gilman, who's probably best known for the Towering Inferno. If anyone knows their disaster movie history. And he also did the um uh Shayna the She Devil movie, which if you know Marvel, you'll know
1: Shayna from that. Oh wait, he he did that one?
0: Yeah, he he did a movie based off Shana.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Did you tell me this guy also does a lot of, like, really schlocky stuff?
0: Yeah, he mostly
1: does schlock.
0: This and, this, <laughs> and towering, this and towering in front of probably the least schlocky, but, I mean, Kong 76 has a lot of schlock in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what did you guys think of his direction in this?
2: Uh, I guess I'll go Um. <laughs> I will say, I do like the cinematography of this movie. Mm-hmm. It does look really nice, yeah, um, it kind of reminded me a lot of Jurassic Park and the Lost World,
1: yeah, it really does yeah. I mean a lot of sweeping landscape shots, and like there's
2: a lot of that uh... mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. but yeah continue
2: uh other than that um so, sorry i mean the the character directions are all right um. That... Well, we'll, well, we'll talk
3: it's about. Like, it's like
1: it's like it. It's not like it's bad. It's just like competent, you know. It's yeah. not like what's expected. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good on that, I guess. But like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I would hope you do well on that.
2: Yeah, it's not like a messy movie. but Yeah,
1: they remember to take the lens cap off. I know I've said <laughs> that before with some other movie, but yeah. <laughs>
0: The direction in this one is fine, like you guys are saying. I don't think it's bad. I think there's a lot of really gorgeous shots of the island actually. And it looks pretty good. It's just that everything else in it really lets this movie down. Mm-hmm. And before we continue, I also wanna to, wanna to give mention to another big name in this, because he's really more of the creative figurehead of this. And that and that and that's Dino D De, De Laurentis, who was a very big Italian producer. <sighs> Though he did American films, and um, a lot of his stuff is very schlocky, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he becomes a big player in the entire Kong legal copyright battle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, for example, some of his movies he did was Conan, Conan the Barbarian, Maximum, Maximum Overdrive, the Red Sonja movie, um, the Amityville sequels. <laughs> Like those <laughs> kinds of movies. Oh, and how can I forget Orca, the Jaws ripoff? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> so that's the kind of movies he did, and I feel like it was not the best idea to give him Kong, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, like, even though Kong's very like fantastical from his origin, it's not. Like schlocky, like it does take itself seriously, yeah. So, it that's, I, I feel like from him, he's like, Oh, you know, like big monkey, I can, I can make this like really like silly. I think it's kind of a not a great way to approach Kong, I like, guess, yeah, in the mythos. So, yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the vibe I get from it a lot. Um, ton, do you have any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, um, obviously, he's worked on like. Really good stuff, well by stuff I mean specifically Conan, <laughs> yeah. but um, i don't think the stars aligned for this work like they did with Conan, which is a yeah, shame.
1: I think he he probably could have, but I just feel like everything all the pieces of this movie just don't really come together like they should, <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah,
0: I would agree with that to be honest, and I guess it's time to get into it and for (laughs) one you
1: you sound so not excited (laughs) (laughs) i
0: really am not and i guess i'll start because there's not much besides king kong here so i guess we'll start with the monsters and we'll start with like i said king kong whoever wants to go first on king kong in this movie so
1: okay yeah so um king kong uh relatively unchanged generally he's been pretty consistent as a character i guess but one interesting thing about him is portrayal here is the fact that it's American and it's also not stop motion which is really fascinating because in this one yep. they're using a suit which follows off kind of like the Toho style although according to behind the scenes stuff that wasn't their first their first uh, attempt they, they didn't want to do a suit right yeah <laughs> but because of budgetary reasons and i think time they resorted to the suit and i think the suit Looks good. Well,
0: well, this thing is crazy because you brought it up. I'll come in here.
1: Oh yeah. What sure. happened
0: was because I was doing Serena to make sure. First of all, that stop motion rumor, I could not find any sources on that. I don't it's think that was true. true. <laughs> what I did find sources on the was that terrible animatronic we only see for a few shots in the film, <laughs> was was initially meant to be the main thing they were going to do mm-hmm. to bring yeah. Kong to life, and uh oh, that did not work out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, at at this point in time, the seventies, uh, you can do a lot more small scale animatronics and stuff, but like, y- you can't lead a movie with a big animatronic. Like, even Jurassic Park didn't do that. Yeah, it's always cut into segments of the body and stuff like that.
0: And it's just um, funny to me that they tried this after
1: Jaws, when Jaws had infamous issues. with their <laughs> animatronics. <laughs> very, very do. many issues. Yeah, and even then, in that movie you don't see like the shark that often. Yeah, and they were going to try and lead with an animatronic Kong, like that was just probably not the best.
0: It was. Plan. <laughs> It this was like going back to what they said with Dino D D, D Laurentis. Oh my god. I'm Italian, <laughs> I can't fucking say his name. Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. And um he was very arrogant to a degree, and he was like, We'll make it work, mm-hmm. we'll do it. And it did not work. So I had to because the suitmation was initially meant to just be for a few scenes and not be the main crux of it. They had to promote Rick Baker mm-hmm. to doing the suitmation. Much more than, than intended, and you can really tell to be honest because the suit is very good. I feel like I, I don't yeah, know how you guys feel.
1: I, I think the suit looks really good. I think the mm-hmm. facial animatronics also look really good in it. I just think that, um, whoever they got to do like the suit probably should have. Obviously, you know, as we said, this is very kind of rushed at the last segments they were yeah. really using it, but they probably should have gotten a suit actor that could have portrayed him more like
0: well. I well, that was well, funny you mentioned that crash because it was so last minute. Rick Baker couldn't find anyone to do it, so, so Rick do. Baker <laughs> did <do> it himself. <laughs>
1: well, props to Baker. He did his best, and there's some shots where it looks good, but oftentimes it does just have the vibe of, like, man in a monkey suit, which is kind of yeah. funny, coming off from, like, Toho's ones. So it's like uh, – like I said, I, can't, I don't blame him. He was, he's kind of had to do all that, but it did not come out as well as it, it really should have, and it looks like really awesome, a lot of long Yeah.
0: Shots. And and for some context for some other stuff that Rick Baker does, Rick Baker's done a lot. He was um uh, in charge of the American Werewolf in London werewolf, which is a phenomenal oh, wow. work of, of social effects. Which he yeah, won like, he's a the talented guy. Yeah, which he won the um uh, special social effects Oscar for. He also did stuff like um 2001 One Planet Planet of the Apes. He's oh. done he he worked he worked on Gremlins 2 a lot. Mm. Which yeah. I know, I know, Crash, you like <laughs> Ooh, I, I know what you're talking about there, yeah. <laughs> and he and he also worked on Star Wars the very next year. So he's a talented guy. It's just yeah. when <laughs> you're when you're rushed. And also, yeah. from what he said, he wanted to do Kong more like an ape in terms of walking, but they told him not to.
1: They wanted yeah, so him so- to
0: walk upright, which is really weird
1: to me. Because Kong always has a hunch, generally. Even when he's walked on two legs, he's always kind the of...
0: The only like, one so- who didn't do that was Toho. Yeah. But I feel like with Toho, but that you,
1: was more yeah.
0: the Toho style.
1: I was going to so, say, because Toho has a very unique Kong identity to them, yeah. the way they portray him. And this is obviously meant to give off the same kind of vibes and feelings, you know, original Classic 33 Kong. So they yeah. should have gone more for that vibe. That's a really weird direction choice from them. I think they yeah. probably could have made him look more authentic if they let him walk on yeah. the tape. But yeah. It's unfortunate <laughs> yeah
0: but like like you said beyond that though I agree that this that the Kong is fine he's pretty much usual Kong the only thing I'd mention is how much more horny he is, <laughs> movie is very horny <laughs> yeah but I think we'll save that for when we get to the human stuff because that's ties in there. Um Ton do you have any thoughts on Kong?
2: Yeah in you got to cover thoughts on Kong oh the suit looks good oh I actually like it a little better than the Toho suit, appearance-wise, I should yeah, say. Yeah,
1: I would say that, too. There's no Same. Baby,
2: just to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, man. He looks a little, doesn't have the goofy Toho eyes, which I I, I I like those, but it's, it's a look. But um, I guess to kind of just come at it from a different angle, something else that's kind of not a shame with this is that I feel like the miniature work isn't quite as good compared to Toho. Agreed. Like the backgrounds and the miniatures that um. Oh, like the sets and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the sets that he like interacted with. Yeah, because because
0: the big the big issue with those sets, I feel like, is they don't look anything like the island. Like, like when they cut to 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 the sets they're using the Dodo scenes, you can tell it's not the same setting at all it, it's 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 something they they together
1: in a studio yeah there's a weird really jarring kind of look going from like the studio sets and like the environmental sets a, a lot of it also seems kind of like lighting and like the fauna they use it's just yeah. different it doesn't like look consistent or match it's it's really strange and it, it feels kind of I, I I don't want to say like amateur but that feels like something that you think they wouldn't like mess up. we really really
0: planned for it John yeah. Donald, I'm curious to know where they filmed it because it looks so much like Jurassic Park like you guys were saying, I'm curious where they filmed. Um, let me see. Where did they film?
1: I don't think it would be in Hawaii because it had similar shots, but like, yeah, it's I don't think it, it would right be, oh, yeah.
0: I, I can't find where they filmed it right now, but I'm curious. If anyone knows, you can let us know. But um uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. And like you said, it's very jarring, especially to me, the most jarring one. Is when Kong and Duan, I don't know why she's not Anne, but whatever. We'll get to that later. Um, uh, <laughs> is is when they're in the jungle for the first time, and like Kong's like trying to figure stuff out with her, and like it looks nothing like the shots they keep cutting back to. It's
1: like a big orange else. sky, but then yeah. you go back to them, and it's like blue sky. It just yeah. looks inconsistent. It's weird.
0: And like you said, the fauna looks so different. It's just weird. It, it doesn't it does not
1: it's like it's like work. palm trees on set, but like oak trees like when like they're it's it's just it's you you said this earlier when we we're talking about it, but um it's like the difference between Jurassic Park three and the lost worlds is Lazorna, yeah, except in the same movie. So like it's even more noticeable.
0: Oh hey, it's unfounded.
1: Oh, oh nice job.
0: It, it it was in Hawaii, no wonder it looked like oh, Jurassic Park. it
1: must have been a different part of it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's, hmm, that's really cool.
0: But cool. yeah, but yeah. The other thing I also I wanted I want to bring up on, on the topic of Kong real quick. Uh it's really funny to me how when he dies, he fucking
1: gushes blood. Ah, dear, that was pretty. <laughs> that was pretty <laughs> fucking Kong. Actually, got fucking murdered. Yeah, Kong got blown <laughs> to shit in this. I'm here. I was like, goddamn. <laughs> they they really the just movie. went on. The out. movie
0: gets really gory randomly, but I'll talk about more when we when we got talk about the only other monster in this. But yeah, yeah, I was, yeah I was, I was also
1: a kid watching it. We'll get to that, sorry.
0: Yeah. Oh, 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 so ton. Mm-hmm. It was really funny to me how, when we were watching, you pointed out that they use stock roars for Kong, too.
2: Yeah, they, it's kind of weird to me that you would have those iconic roars from 33, but then you just use stock monkey monster roars.
1: <laughs> they should have used that one, like, really dank stock monkey sound effect that everyone always uses. To, to me. <laughs> and the
0: funniest thing is, they use such a shitty movie for the sound effects. It was the Lost World, nineteen sixty, which was the movie with the the, the um, uh, iguanas and monitor lizards and, and like caimans. Like oh, yeah, and, and suits stuff.
1: and shit. Like, they put yeah. little like spikes on them and film yeah. them like walking around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like
0: of all movies, that is your pick. It's it's weird to me.
1: Yeah, you think like they'd want to use because like this whole movie. We'll get to this again, but like it's very much trying to imitate and replicate and be very faithful to the 1933 version. But I feel like it's faithful in the wrong parts and yeah, parts which could really help a lot. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't recreate or reuse those sound effects and repurpose a yeah. that same kind of like identity to kong instead using stock sound effects like wouldn't you want to have a okay. cool iconic roar for your monster i know right I it,
0: know. it's weird to me so i do want to give one one shout out though i thought it was cool i like how they use rick baker's eyes for the suit instead of animatronic oh, yeah. eyes. it, it really great. it gives a lot of life so it's like i said it's a shame that it's not in a better movie Because I think the special effects are probably the best part, and they won an Oscar for them actually. And I think that was Mm -hmm. I think very good, especially because they were kind of rushed. What was not good though was the fucking animatronic (laughs) Kong in those (laughs) few (laughs)
1: scenes. At the very least, it was only in a few scenes, but when you see it, it's very very noticeable. He's just like standing there, like puddled together, looking real real awkward. It's really funny. Yeah. Also.
0: Um, uh, though, also, I wanted to mention, I, I I got reminded, this is the most aggressive Kong, too, of all the Kongs, like, he actively kills people in this one, for no reason sometimes, like, when he breaks out, and he's, like, stepping on people and stuff. <laughs>
1: oh, like, in like, that uh, finale? Yeah. Uh, I guess you could just be like, oh, he's just fucking, like, in a rage, or whatever, but it is, this movie in general is a lot more violent.
0: Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> but yeah, does anyone else have any other final thoughts on Kong before we move on to the other monster?
1: Yeah, I just probably say Kong moments are probably the best, I guess, in general this movie, because everything okay. else is not that good. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh yeah, I think this movie kind of paves the way for more sympathetic portrayals of Kong. Mm-hmm. Um We'll go into it when we get to the human stuff. I don't think it's quite as well executed, but um, Rick... Uh, what was this? Baker. Rick Baker's acting is really good mm-hmm. for, like, the intimate moments.
0: I yeah, I would, I would agree. Okay, so... Time to...
1: The rest of the fabulous monsters on <laughs> Skull Island.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> all of, in a big break from even King Kong vs. Godzilla... There's only one other monster <laughs> in this movie. And it's a giant snake that comes out of nowhere. Oh, uh, <laughs> and it dies very violently.
1: <laughs> I don't know, it's pretty, pretty nuts death. But um, yeah. If
0: anyone has any thoughts on the giant snake. This
1: was for like trademark. two minutes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, The snake looks cool. I think it's done well. But the issue comes with the fact that it's the only other monster in the whole movie. And on the yeah. whole island. I think if there were other monsters, it would probably be nicer to it, but it's just like it can't fill the void. And for all those Skull Island monsters and dinosaurs, it's exactly just so weird. I mean, the scene he shows up is pretty cool. He gets he tries to kill Kong, then he gets fucking that. that that's funny, though. I like the fact that it seems like in every movie, Kong will always like break someone's fucking mouth open <laughs>
0: <laughs> or try to, anyways. Yeah,
1: that's his signature thing. I like it. So he snapped that snake real. That was really fucking gory. Like. <laughs> pulled that shit off. I was like, oh god, jeez. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that was a cool scene, but then that the thing is like, that's it. That's everything on this island, I guess. Yeah, that's the issue, and, like, the thing
0: is, for me, is, one, the dinosaurs are, are pretty much just as, just as kind of the King Kong is calling himself, I feel like. So you always have to have something to fill in that void, I think.
1: Yeah. Like, my... Oh, well, Ton, do you want to say something before I go on, like, a tangent? <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. Okay. Well, I was just gonna say, um, I feel to me, Skull Island's whole intrigue is just the mystery and the danger. Yeah. Because everyone goes there, they don't know what to expect. You know, it's a lost world full of ancient dinosaurs, creatures that the world doesn't know about, and that hostility and mysteriousness is what makes it so interesting and cool. And this one, it just seems like a basic ass island with a giant monkey and a snake. And now there's just a giant monkey. So it's just like, what's what's there to fear about this island? Exactly. It's just so. Baron, and I don't know why they did that like, This movie's like almost it's like two hours, ten minutes, and they have like a three hour cut too, and they couldn't find any time to put in any other. I know, right? Dinosaurs,
0: and, and and like, and like, this thing is what it, it makes the pacing the island part so bad because a lot of the island stuff is just a search party trying to find Dwan and nothing happening to them until Kong does the log scene from the 33. <laughs>
1: yeah, and wipes them all out. Uh, yeah, it just makes the island feel so... And like you boring. said, barren.
0: Yeah, barren. And it's not as full of life as the 33 or Escape Skull Island. Well, okay. 33 Skull Island um, uh, escapes his Bondo Island or whatever. But like, it yeah. makes Kong's a... I- island not as full of life and intrigue like you were, like you were saying. So it makes it feel yeah. hollow. And I think part of that is like it's like we were discussing Crash... Part of that is definitely the fact that what they chose to do, special effects wise, meant they didn't have time. I feel like to do mm-hmm. dinosaurs and such, but it's, it's such, it. but it's such a silly idea. That's where it, goes, where it goes back to: is if you can't make your movie solely based off like one special effect, it's like it's very silly to me that they did, yeah. they did that.
1: You need to plan about something and be realistic with what you're trying to do. And here, I don't. They, they really should have the foresight to be like, you know, we can't make a whole movie with one super animatronic that's definitely prone to error. Especially if it's going to be at the cost of, like, the rest of your movie. Like, with all the monsters they have to cut, I imagine. Yeah. So, yeah. It sucks. But, the but
0: yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Tom, do you have any thoughts on, on anything we've been talking about?
2: Yeah, I, I had a few thoughts that I was collecting. Um So... One with the snake, is, uh, it, it looks fine. It's uh, pretty basic. It's just a giant boa constrictor. <laughs> but I uh, love its gory death. It does have a cool presence. But, like you guys said, it's just a shame it's the only other monster in this movie. And, um, uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 initially I was going to be nicer to the movie, but i checked something. And, uh, One Million Years B.C. came out in 1966. I know, right? It's like, way before this movie came out. So there's really no excuse for a kind of subpar amount of creatures and special effects. Like, obviously, you know, every movie production is different. Different studios have different resources. But if you can only afford to do, like, one other monster... And like you guys said, this movie's, like, two hours and three hours in one cut. Yeah. So it's, like... <laughs> it's, it's just hard... Weird. Yeah, it's such a weird decision. Like, like, Christ said, how, how, most of the charm of Skull Island is how rich it is. And just kind of in general, when you think of King Kong, you think people on boat go to island, they go, um, uh, monkey takes girl, men go into <laughs> the jungle, exactly girl, get attacked by monsters. And in this, you don't get that, you just get them walking around and then getting attacked. Yeah,
0: by. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and like, and like the other thing is not have to cut you off the but the initial concept for King Kong was the gorilla fighting criminal dragon that became a big gorilla fighting a T-Rex. So it's like, it's fundamental to the concept of Kong that he fights a dinosaur.
2: Yeah, it's, it's like if you did Tarzan movie, and Tarzan doesn't fight a jaguar. He just fights like a copybara.
1: His fucking bodies one just very easily. Well,
0: yeah, like that's the thing. Tarzan has to fight a big cat of some kind in this, Kong doesn't fight any kind of dinosaur. Not, like, even in King Kong versus Godzilla, he fought a dinosaur in the end. It wasn't on Skull Island, but it was still fighting a dinosaur. Here, there's none of that. It's just a big snake, and it's like,
2: uh... What do you have to go on?
1: Yeah, oh, sorry.
2: Continue. No, well, just the kind of finish my thought, is like, if you're going to make a King Kong film, especially when it's a remake of the original, you need to capture that kind of epic feeling. And now, like, now I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. Like the Toho movies didn't capture that exact feeling, but I feel like because mm-hmm. Godzilla, um, Godzilla versus King Kong—I mean, King Kong versus Godzilla—flipping <laughs> um, around, yeah—and um, King Kong escapes still kind of captured that, especially like especially escape, yeah, yeah, because you had Gorosaurus and Kong and mm-hmm. the sea snake,
1: and they definitely gave their own unique like vibe to it, yeah. Identity. And this one, like I've said, is very much just trying to replicate 33 in the worst way possible.
0: Yeah. Which, I guess, does anyone have anything else to say about the topic of the no dinosaurs or the snake?
1: Um, I, I wouldn't mind finding snakes, just there should have been other monsters and dinosaurs. That, yeah, yeah,
0: that's my thing. If it's just a thing, and then they had other animals, sure. I mean, it's not the first time a snake's been in Kong. I mean, there was that sea serpent it yeah.
1: But it's just like
0: you said, it's the fact that that's the only thing. And yeah. it also comes really late. It's right before they leave the island.
3: It's just
1: there so that fucking Jack can save Juan. Yeah. And they don't, like, no one, no one even interacts with any monsters, no humans. Yeah. It's very
2: dumb. It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of let down. I guess my only other final comment is just that obviously this movie is more interested in the humans. Mm-hmm. As we'll discuss and go into. But, I've, once again, I gotta put Kongo 5 on a pedestal, so you can find the balance <laughs> yeah. between that. Agreed and I'll think this movie. It comes in, we closer to reaching that balance. Anyway, look, we can move on.
0: Also, the budget, I'm just real quick, was really high. It was $24 million, which for 1976 is a lot. I can't even imagine how much. how much that is now. So, they had no excuses here.
1: I guess I think a lot of the issues feel to be like fundamentally from planning because they yeah. probably plan from the start. We don't need that many monsters. We're gonna do this, we're not gonna do that, and it just comes crashing down.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we're gonna move on now to the human stuff. Woohoo. <laughs> As yeah. we've been doing. We have to talk about it because I feel like this one especially. Um oh I, I have to say I I feel like this thing is this movie feels pretty racist <laughs> in how it was the natives, because we, like, you we have like, been doing in every in every episode. Oh, we're
1: we into the race category? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where,
0: where we go into how the movie treats the natives. And this movie, oof, so Ton, do you want to start us off with that? On your thoughts on it? Yeah,
2: sure. Um, this is probably the point where I'm going to be start being less nice on these King Kong movies. It's <laughs> like, you, 33, you can kind of go like, oh, you know, it's the 1930s. And even then, it was a pretty nuanced portrayal for the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And then with the. Um, Japanese ones, you know, they kind of reimagined the Skull Islanders to be more Pacific Islanders. Still kind of stereotypical, but a little more nuanced, et cetera, et cetera. This movie's just fucking racist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um part like, of the you... kind of just kind of part of the more kind of like sexualized nature of it is this, like the fact that the Skull Islanders clearly want Anne because of how beautiful she is rather than, like, you know, her just being deep, sacrifice to the Kong. Their aesthetic and costuming is way, like, they just double down on the African aesthetic to make them look like stereotypical tribal Africans. Mm-hmm. Uh, even more so than the original. It's just very... And it's like it's come on. This was the 1970s. You got the civil rights movement going on. You have um, just this was a way more modern time. Yeah, in America. So there's really well, not much well, well.
0: like, like for context for all of us because we're all in our 20s. Our parents would have been bored by now. So it's like,
1: <laughs> come on. It's just very poor. And like they, like you said, they get rid of like all the nuance because, like, at least even in Kong thirty three, um, the natives did team up with the the sailors to like stop the Kong attack or like to work together close the gate. There's not like a single scene like that in this movie. Nope. They kidnap Juan and then they dip. They get scared yeah. away and then they never come back. And they're just like assholes in this one. It's so. And it's such a
0: weird thing to me. You're going to drop the dinosaurs, but keep the racist natives?
1: This is what I'm talking about. Their priorities in being faithful are very misplaced, because they'll keep shit that doesn't need to be kept, and then they'll remove shit that at least could have added some <laughs> nuance or change. Like, like, yeah. like I said, even just having natives be helpful, and not just be like, one dimension, like, oh yeah, we're awful and racist, and we want to kidnap Juan, because so she's a pretty <laughs> white woman. It's just like, I don't get their priorities in making
0: And not to mention, food. too, speaking of race, they keep fucking Charlie the Chinese cook
1: like it well that was the extended cut right because i'm not
0: sure if it's extended or not because i'm looking at the cast list they have someone credited as chinese cook so it's like maybe he has more in the extended cut but it's still really dank to me that you would keep that element of everything
1: (laughs) yeah that's what i keep saying i don't get their choices in this because i feel like if you're gonna keep charlie you'd want to redo him and make him an actual like nuanced character that doesn't have any of the racism but, like, like if here, that, if,
0: if, he, if, he's, if he's who I think he is, was the guy giving him a friend, Yeah,
1: That's the what, asshole? If you just, like, keep him the same way he was in 33, why would you do that? Yeah. Like, just because all of a sudden you get rid of his, like, dank, like, the way he talks, like, that doesn't make it any better now. If you're going to keep him the same, like, low effort, like, just racist stereotype, which is very stupid.
0: It, <laughs> yeah, it's it confusing to me. Oh, and Ton, I know you said that you felt like Kong here felt more... Like a black
2: stereotype. If you wanted to get into that, oh yeah, sure. I think a lot of people talk about kind of the unfortunate implication of kind of like Kong being a uh, caricature of of a black person, and I think that's less Kong thirty three and more this movie because this movie really doubles down on Kong's like desire for Anne.
0: They have Mm -hmm. a lot of
2: like weird sexual tension scenes.
0: And Not like, to mention the stuff where, like, Fred, who's the Carl Denham stand is like, oh, he was gonna rape
2: you. It's like, what the fuck, movie? Yeah, that was really awkward. He's, like, he's outright Josh is like...
1: Very like, weird.
2: Yeah, it was just awkward at times. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah. sorry, go on. Mm-hmm. No, so, I think if there's any Kong thing with unfortunate implications,
1: I think it's more this one. Yeah. I, I feel like that's just like a sidetrack of the way this movie was really horny for some mm-hmm. reason. I don't know why.
0: Yeah, I, I, I really don't get it. Like, especially with Duan, she's always in like revealing clothes and stuff like that. It's like, it, it's really strange to me.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but, but I'm also getting more into Duan with the character stuff because there's a lot to say with her. But this yeah. movie feels very sexist to me too, in a lot of ways, even more than Thirty Three. Which is saying something,
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
0: Because like Duan is the only female character in the film, but I'm she acts, me. but she what? acts like a fucking child.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. Let's start with Jack first, I guess.
0: Okay, yeah, sure. Jeff, which, and... which, by the way, because there's weird name changes, so I'll say if anyone's meant to be somebody. Yeah. So yeah, the first like main character, of course, is Jeff Bridges as Jack Prescott, Jeff not Bridges? not Jack. Um, uh, Fresh uh, Fresker, I forget. Jack Darrow? No, 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 no. Andor, that's not Jack. Driscoll, like that, that, Yeah, that's it. Jack Jack Driscoll. There's too many. There, there's too many DD last names in Kong. Holy shit! But yeah, I'm mean, um, uh, He's meant to be Jack Driscoll with a random last name. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Crash, go go on because you you were excited.
1: Well, just because Jeff Bridges, you know. Yeah. Epic. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I I'd, I'd easily say Jack's probably the best character in this movie. Not that that's saying a lot, but probably the most interesting one, at least. And the one that you, you don't really, like, hate, I guess. Although his motivations are very strange and misplaced sometimes. Um, Yeah, so he, he pretty much fills in the same exact role as, you know, Jack in the original. He's the mm-hmm. heroic guy. Um, he, he stows away on the ship, and, I mean, they don't throw him off because they're like, oh, you're kind of useful, I guess. And, yeah, he fills in fundamentally the same exact role, Yeah. except doesn't hate he- women in this one. <laughs>
0: And, the, and he's also not from the part of the from from the beginning. He's yeah. also randomly a paleontologist.
3: Like yeah, I guess like,
0: yeah, he's mainly here to drop exposition and yeah. always be right. <laughs> it's like it's funny because people critique King of the Monsters for like having Mark Russell always be right, but he's not. But in this one, I feel like Jack Prescott is always mm-hmm. meant to be right, and it's really obnoxious to me.
1: He's kind of smug. It's yeah, definitely kind of dank at points. But like I said, I think he's the most tolerable character mm-hmm. because he's not just like a piece of shit <laughs> or really yeah. weird characterized in this one. He do I, think a, it, like... do I think it
0: helps that Jeff Bridges is such a good actor. Yeah, so. I, I think yeah,
1: Jeff Bridges is definitely a big part of that. I think he him a lot of natural charisma. Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, but he has a lot of like weird moments where like he's yeah. supposed to be like a good guy, but he'll also like swallow his beliefs. To like, become famous, and then also, yeah. be like, wait, no, never mind. I'm still a good I game. know
0: that that was such a <laughs> weird arc to me. Like, he was just, never mind. I never, I'm not doing it anymore. And it's like, okay, but he's already here. Why are you feeling bad about that? Oh, my, it's like, yeah, it's really. But I think the oddest moment to me with him is the bit where Kong's fighting those guys on top of the World Trade Center, and they, oh, and they yes, have the so yes Thrower, and,
1: and like, Kong kills them, and Kong Jack's and like,
3: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: It's yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like Jack, they're those proof. people are dead, they had families. Jack, <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's very weird. There could have been a lot more nuance there. I don't know, it's just because it, it's like I know we're supposed to sympathize for Kong, but you're doing it the worst way possible because yeah, just, like he's murdering people and you're having your main character get like hype about that, yeah. And th- okay, that was one thing. I'm because in the movie, they're like, Whoa, those guys, what are they doing? I didn't send them up there, they're going to a wall, and like, I think. That was one hundred percent like added in just so that we wouldn't feel bad for those people. Exactly. Like,
0: like <laughs> but then, but then Kong destroys two helicopters anyway, so it's like... <laughs>
1: awkward. Um, but yeah, it's it's very it's weird. Jack's a weird character. Yeah, but he's better than we're going to talk about next. But yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you talk next, Son or whoever wants to go. Oh,
0: but
2: I, I I guess I said my thoughts on Jack.
1: So so so. Fun. Oh
0: yeah. Oh, so, yeah. do you do you have any thoughts on, on him?
2: Yeah, um, Jack's an interesting kind of reinvention. Uh, Je- First off, Jeff Bridges is an excellent actor as always. He he does a good job here. Um, though I think Jack's kind of a weird reinvention because it's like he's kind of like a he's kind of, you know, the generic Hollywood scientist in a specific field who's an expert in all of science because he's a paleontologist. He's also an environmentalist yeah. and he's a <laughs> biologist. <laughs> so <That's>
0: many. <laughs> plus he plus he's also a doctor too, which is really oh, yeah. funny to me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think I don't know if I like that I reinvention. I think kind of the charm of Jack and 33 is that he's just this you know, he's your average Joe. Yeah. That's true.
1: A um, little really? adventuring skills. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah.
2: Yeah, and it kind of just plays into kind of his inconsistent character because he's like he's supposed to be different from Classic Jack, but at the same time he still has to do all those things that Classic yeah. Jack does. <laughs> so it just kind of, him feeling
1: odd at times.
0: He feels kind of symbolic of the movie's issues of being too different but not different enough. Yeah, it's-
1: exactly. He's <clears throat> like changing things while also trying to keep like the background yeah. of the original the same and it just feels weird and inconsistent.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like they want Jack to care about Kong at the same time. He has to not care about Kong enough to, you know, focus on it. Uh, <laughs> Dwan. <laughs> yeah. Dwan. Dwan. Uh, he's got yeah. that rocking
1: hair.
2: Yeah, it's 70s he, hair. 70s yeah. Bridge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so, kind of funny to me is that he has this big moral objection to them going on an island, disturbing the nature, messing mm-hmm. with Kong. Oh, yeah. They see those Skull Islanders, he's just like, oh, yeah, get your guns out. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> the, speaking of that, the weirdest thing to me with the natives in this movie is they try to do lip service about, oh, we took away their god. How They must be so broken now, culturally. And it's so weird because they try to give lip service to that fact, but then it doesn't explore at all. It's like, oh, like, a, like a two minute minute. It could, it could minute. have been
1: interesting, but they didn't really follow up on it. And it
0: doesn't line up with how they did the natives in general, because it's very racist.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: But yeah, anyways, continue, Tom.
2: Uh, yeah, that was just kind of my, All right. my thoughts.
0: Well, next up, unfortunately, I have to talk about Dwan, <laughs> who was meant to be Anne. What a weird name. And she is played by Jessica Lange, Lange, Lange? Lange? It's like
1: John, but she switched the W and the A. And and,
0: and, 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 and and this was her first role ever, and I feel bad for her.
1: It's she did have second. a very successful career after that. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, she did. I'm glad it didn't kill her career, unlike the actress in G98. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because that can happen sometimes, unfortunately. So yeah, um, Dwan in this is a very weird character, like we were saying. She's very childish, but she's also incredibly sexualized. So it's a very weird mix.
1: Very if suspect. Any, if yeah.
0: anyone wants to go first on that.
1: Um, I was very caught off. Okay, from the start, I was like, okay. Cause I mean, they they have a line where they get her off the boat and they're like, Oh, she's gonna um, she's gonna be in shock. Or I forget what the word they say where it's like yeah. crazy after some like like trauma or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's why she's acting so weird. Cause you know, she's been through a lot. She's like the only survivor. So she's just kind of like in shock there or whatever. But then she just keeps acting like that. She's like, Oh yes, who wants to take pictures with me? Oh my gosh. Hello. Hello. Like, <laughs> running around and shit, like being like a fucking like ten year old. But then like, you know, everyone's all like horny as fuck over her. And it's in an, it, but it, it's she's so weird because like he doesn't even even a- Anne was, like, way better. Like, yeah, hey, Anne was
0: way better. Will yeah. saying
1: something. I know. Because, like, at least, like, a- Anne acted like a fucking adult, you know? She was yeah. an aspiring actress, and she would, like, do her shit there, but, like, she, she had self-respect for herself. This one's, like, Dwan is just, fucking like, oh, no, take me to the island. I want to go to the island, please. Uh. They get there, and he's like, <laughs> running around, like, playing with the sand and shit. Like, yeah,
0: it, it's really weird. It's just... She yeah. doesn't feel like an adult, like you're saying. Yeah, the whole
1: yeah, like it, there's a part where um, she's running away, and Jack's like, "How many times to tell you not to run away?" Like, like you're scolding your fucking child, like when you're running at the beach or something. <laughs> it's like she's she's just acts like such a child, and it's really weird. Like they made their one female character like so infant infantilized. I, I forget yeah. how you say that? But um, in, in,
0: infantilized, infantilized.
1: Yeah, it's just really weird. I don't know why that's the direction <laughs> they would do for her. It's, and mean, there's like no Anne,
0: reason for it either. Is yeah.
1: Thing. Like, why wouldn't you want to keep, like, Anne's character consistent from the original? She was, like, the leading woman there. And here you just reduce her to literally just, like, horny fodder for Kong. Like, the only time she acts like a reasonable adult is when she's with Kong sometimes. She's freaking out. I know, right? Other than that, she's just really weird. It seems like she's high all the time on something. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But yeah, I'm um, a uh, ton. Yeah, uh, I think Crash hit the nail on the head. But it's just it's something almost kind of like disturbing of Dwan. Like, yeah. Um, I'm not usually one to mind fan service. Like it does get obnoxious at times. And you get, you get it. Yeah. But like here, it just feels so off because. Duan acts so childish and, like, childlike. Yeah, okay. A lot of her act- interactions with others is, like, she's kind of, like, has this childhood innocence to her. She's mm-hmm. very naive and quirky. And, like, I mean, yeah, they're... I Like, you could do a quirky a woman who acts like mm-hmm. that, but just feels so
1: unnatural with Duane. She seems, like, super, like, branded like, people yeah.
2: are,
1: like, advantage of her. It just feels really, like...
0: And like, and like, she's so much more sexualized than Anne was. Yeah, she's, she's yeah. Like, she's always in skimpy outfits, and she's topless for like some of the movie. Which at is least really... Anne had.
1: At least Anne was wearing like movie clothes, like for like a film she was gonna see. She, yeah, she wasn't like because at this, Dwan like changes out of her skimpy outfit to another skimpy outfit, like on yeah.
2: purpose. Yeah, like I mean, just for since like in Cogler, the, Anne literally gets stripped by Kong. Yeah, and the but yet this movie feels more skeevy. I know, right? How so, you know, like how much focus there is on her body and appearance and stuff, and how much people like literally. There's a scene when they recover where the um, sailors all leer at her and make jokes about trying to get her naked. It's just like, oh my god, please exactly. stop! <laughs> it's so creepy. It's, and like
0: it's bad. <laughs> But mm-hmm. you continue
2: this is kind of. True. I mean Jessica Lange does do a good job here, mm-hmm. and when she does get like actual like real moments, she does kind of a good job, mm-hmm. like when she mm-hmm. like kind of asserts herself with Kong like yelling at him and stuff. yeah, see her mm-hmm. nice. She's good. It's just Dwan is not a good character <laughs> at all. Mm-hmm.
1: Like especially at this point in the Kong series, we've had a lot of really iconic, strong. Sort of woman. I mean, yeah. Anne, Hilda, uh, uh Susan. Yeah, like, all of them. And then mm-hmm. this is this is the new. This is the one we have now. <laughs> I know,
0: right? Child. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's just a shame because it's like you have a lot of strong acting and stuff, and you have a lot of potential here, but then it just feels almost like skeevy.
0: Yeah, and that that's where that schlachy feel really comes in. I feel like. Hmm. Yeah. But, even, but even compared to like Conan, which is a very, very sexualized movie in a lot of ways, this ends up feeling skeevier to me than most mm-hmm. stuff in Conan, which is saying something. Like. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like they were more interested in like the sexual aspects of Kong than like anything else to do with it. And that's a weird angle to me.
1: Yeah, because like in 33, it was really just done just to show that like Kong is like romantically interested. But like here they like it was us it was at least a small scene there and then that was it. Here it's like yeah. multiple like scenes like focusing on that for like long periods of the time. Like, and
0: I like you like the other thing is the characters didn't really acknowledge it in Kong 33 either because of the times or just because they didn't think it was necessary. Yeah, well, here
1: really
0: yeah. Here, like like I said, they're like, Oh, Kong's gonna rape you and it's like, what the fuck movie? Why is that needed?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's just really necessary, like you,
2: it's just weird yeah what mm, like, yeah, you going on time. it's almost like the make a comparison to a more modern movie it's almost like the shape of water version of king kong <laughs> but that, that king kong is that where you can do that kind of story
1: yeah can't fuck a giant monkey <laughs> <laughs>
0: and yeah the final main character is the very weird rendition of Carl Denham as Fred S Wilson who is an oil executive who's looking for oil, not Kong, or to make a movie? Mm-hmm. It's very strange. Whoever wants to start off on him,
1: Fred is weird. We hear amalgamation kind mm-hmm. of because it's it's they tried to update his motivations to be more contemporary for the times. He said there was like was there an energy crisis, oil crisis, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and so obviously he's like, oh yeah, my company want to find more oil sources, and that's something I, you know, like okay, that's like a simple contemporary like modification. That's fine, but the thing is, they don't really go into that. They, mm-hmm. it, it becomes really it comes dropped like as soon as Kong is introduced. Yeah, but, yeah. Fred as a character is just really weird. He's a major asshole. He doesn't really have the charisma or like, you know, Carl Denham was like an asshole, but he was a likable asshole. You know, you you plus he was, he was very deep too. Yeah, much more complex throughout his two movies, but Fred was just is just like, oh damn! Looks like I need a mask on now. They're trying to do like the King Kong versus thing, but much worse. Yeah, yeah. And he's just he's just weird. His motivations are weird. He's an asshole to everybody. He's just a dick, and I guess that's the point. But it doesn't really make him enjoyable or likable on stage, especially when you're trying to have him be your Carl Denham. Exactly because like the thing is,
0: Denham was a dick, but he was like a charismatic dick. And exactly. He wasn't a bad guy. He was just irresponsible. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and that—that's the thing. Fred here is—is is like just an asshole. He's just, he's just a dickhead. And,
0: and the like, funny exactly. thing is, audiences hated him so much they had to—they had to edit, edit edit the scene where Kong steps on him, where he dies, because originally he didn't die in that. Really? <laughs> yeah.
1: I was he gonna did. say, like, oh, he died, huh? That's neat.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm a ton.
2: Yeah, I'm not huge on Fred. Like, I'll oh, okay, I will be nice and say that Charles Grodin did a really good job acting. Agreed. There. Yeah, he, he sells the character well. I think the concept is interesting of modernizing Carl into being something more modern, environmentalist, like an oil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like with Jack, it's like you have this different character but he still has to do all the same things. Exactly. So he just feels very inconsistent at times. And then they have to kind of double down on making him an antagonist. And all you guys said, it's like, Carl does ultimately um, commit all the, all the major events of Kong. Mm-hmm. And he's a flawed person. But Carl is kind of like... um. He's not he's less a Captain Ahab figure and more of, like, the king with the golden touch.
0: Yeah, Midas.
2: Gets, yeah, he gets the Midas power, and he goes to his head, and then it all comes crashing down on him. And that doesn't really work with Fred, because he's just kind of an asshole who wants money.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, they've made his motivation from the start, like, bad, like, greedy, pretty much. Yeah. And like while yeah, you know, Carl was like obviously you know trying to make a movie to be successful. Like it was out of like a passion because he's like oh yeah like I want to make a great movie.
3: Yeah, and, like, that's
1: something we've been seeing like you know Son like yeah like I just really wanted to make like a great amazing like blockbuster.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, the like that motivation and like what's behind is like the mm-hmm. big difference between these two. But Fred then but is
0: just, then, oh yeah going.
1: no yeah I was gonna say like Fred's just unsympathetically mm-hmm. from the beginning.
0: Yeah, and like the thing is. Unlike Doctor Who, or even Mr. Taco in the Toho films, Fred's not as fun, I feel like.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, he's... he,
0: like he's too realistic, in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 he's just some skeevy oil CEO. Like, that's not
1: enjoyable. Yeah. No, no morals. He's just an asshole. Like, you don't like being around him. Like, yeah.
0: The it's only like... fun stuff with him is, is when he gets dunked on by other characters. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like like you said. I think like all the characters are portrayed very well. It's just that the characters are not really not well. good.
0: Yeah, it's the script, not the actors. Mm-hmm. Which I guess does anyone have any thoughts on any of the other more minor characters here, or um, should we move on?
1: I'm trying to think, there's not really
0: that many. That
1: yeah, a big... oh, well, there's yeah. um, there's bones.
0: Yeah, which so I was gonna say. I think it's really funny to me. How they sue in a black character, as in to try to like make up, and it's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> you can't just throw in a black guy and expect the racism to be okay.
1: <laughs> At least they didn't kill him off. Yeah,
0: Besides Jack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, does anyone have any other characters do you want to talk about, or should we move on?
1: Mm, oh. Okay. Yeah, I can't think of any. All I'll right.
0: I feel like the final thing which I want to go into, though real quick, I want to say also, the score for this movie is very good, which was done by John Barry. Mm-hmm. He did a really good job. Oh wow, he's worked. He's worked on a lot of films. Okay, that makes sense.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. He's know, done a lot. have really good composers.
0: Exactly. That's the funny thing. Um. Uh, oh, hey. No wonder it's so good. He did the James Bond score. He made the Bond scene. Well, oh,
1: we, well, that's really funny considering that time we were looking for that one G ninety eight song. The yeah, the composer G ninety eight made the modern rendition of the James Bond theme. Yeah, I'm noticing a pattern here. Yeah, That's <laughs> funny.
0: So yeah, no wonder the score is one of the best parts of the movie because it's done by by an amazing, um, a composer, which is like like we've talked about Crash. That happens a lot.
1: Yeah, in any media like the people behind the music and a lot of the other things are, have nothing to do with, like, the quality of the film itself or what goes on yeah, there. They're just doing their own, They're like, I need to make music. Like, all right, I'll, I'll do my best. And then they do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, beyond that, though, what I wanted to say was I feel like the last big topic, unless anyone has anything else to talk about, is well, what we've been discussing, where there's too much adherence to 33, but not enough, if that makes sense. If anyone wants to talk about that. I guess, Crash, you can start, because I feel like you've been I'm talking about that a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like if you look at the plots and most of this movie, it'd be, like, identical to 33. Everything plays out about the same as you would, but there's a weird priority yeah. over what they wanted to keep authentic and what they didn't.
0: And, yeah.
1: yeah. We, we've talked about a lot throughout this, like you've heard, like, from character motivations, like, lines, but character mm-hmm. fill-in roles, events. It's just really... Weird, and what ends up what ends up feeling like it's just a worse version Mm -hmm. of Thirty Three in a way, honestly. Yeah, because it goes through the same beats, but without the same charisma, like charm, like funny shit, like literally everything about that. Like, you want to go see, you want to see, cool, like inhabitants of the island. You don't get to see that. You get Snake. (laughs) Um, you want to see, you want to see, like Kong, like look, like uh, have like really cool special effects. Not 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 as much charm as the stop motion. Yeah, you know characters that are at least <laughs> interesting to watch and see. No, <laughs> unfortunately, no. Yeah, <laughs> like and like like another kind of random one too is um at the end. Uh, obviously the same beats happen, but this time he's on the World Trade Center instead, which of- is really
0: funny part. because because that was requested by the World Trade Center to make them more popular.
1: Yeah, that's- I don't
0: I don't think it worked. <laughs> that's all I'll say.
1: I, I I didn't mind. They just wanted to have that cool shower. He jumps to the other building. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But um, though it
0: also ages the film horribly, considering yeah, what happened, it
1: makes it very awkward to see. Yeah, I guess at the time it was also the tallest building in New York. I,
0: I think, think it was. I could be wrong though.
1: I can get wanting to go. Like, oh, well, so we got up to do the tallest one, but but it's whatever. You know, we still think. Though though, it's though.
0: also really funny to me how they did that, and and it was like um. Oh, th- th- those are like those those two rocks on this island. That's why he's going to them. It's like, yeah, that
1: that was really contrast. <laughs> oh, wait, right? wait, wait, also those rocks Kong doesn't climb those rocks. They're just rocks that look like that. I, I know, that. right? <laughs> why would he <laughs> so why would he be like, Oh yeah, this looks like those see, two see, tiny rocks on my island, I better climb them.
0: See, like the cities in Kong's three, the reason why he climbed the Empire State Building was I because he yeah. that and, and because he lived on a mountain. So oh, he, was yeah. to, yeah. he was trying to was trying copy like what he did on his island where he'd mm-hmm. go up the mountain when he wanted to hide and escape. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Here weird
0: it's weird.
1: I, like they could have they could have done that same thing, have that to be the same motivation for why he climbed it, but they didn't. They changed it to a rock, and this is this goes all back to like things they want to keep faithful and not, and it just makes things. Seem and like
0: scary. and like to me the biggest one that um like. To, like, to, to me, the biggest weird moment to me is how contrived making it be an oil expedition and then taking Kong back instead makes the whole plot. Because they have to justify now, instead of it being like a film crew, where Denim's where it like, okay, we'll just bring the film to people. Mm-hmm. Here, it's like, oh, uh, we'll use him for a mascot because oil oil's not ready yet on the island. It's like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, exactly. No one's going to be like, oh, they got a real-ass monkey? Oh, now I'm going to use their products more. <laughs> I know. It's, it's... It, it's just really... Dumb. Yeah, like we we keep we we're repeating ourselves a lot, but it's just true because they, they didn't know what to keep or what not to keep, and it just yeah. feels jumbled and messy.
0: And Especially scary. because when you see Oh Five, that to me I think did a much better job of of remaking Kong personally. But yeah, Ton, do you have any thoughts on this? Because me and Crash have been talking a lot
2: this episode. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um yeah. I agree with you guys. I think it's interesting that they, you know, took the approach of modernizing King Kong as the kind of basis for this remake. And when you modernize anything, you kinda of have to take into consideration like elements of it you have to change and what to keep. And I'm not I'm not anti remake person. I think remakes can be interesting if you have a good idea and you can do them. Like, not everything should be remade, but some things can. It has worked out. I mean, mm-hmm. like, One Million Years B.C., I mentioned earlier, was a remake of a 1940s movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone remembers the 1940s <laughs> one. And, mm-hmm. But with King Kong, that's such a kind of old concept in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you have the whole romantic thrill of adventure in a strange, exotic land. And you bring back something ancient and primal from it into a city. That's a really mm-hmm. like kind of romantic idea. But like, when you have like this modern saying, it's like you have to come up with such a contrived reason why they have to be there. So you have yeah. a company instead of a film company. Then you have to come up with such a lofty excuse. And then just a lot of that charm is not there. It's like, yeah, uh, you can't have a jungle full of dinosaurs because it just... Well, partly because they can't afford it, but also just because you know, <laughs> they're not as big a as threat to people with machine guns. Skull Island isn't really an exotic place. I mean, this is 1976, so this is like one year before the Vietnam War ended. Yeah, Humans had already been on the moon. We kind of know what Earth looks like, so it just yeah. doesn't feel like this exotic, mysterious place, despite them trying to set it up to be and there's just no real romance there. And even though with the final fight, it's like, instead of the iconic biplanes, they have Huey helicopters with Gatling guns. <laughs> it just feels so contrived. Yeah, the,
0: vibe, the vibe is just very different when you do it like that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's
1: at night, which is yeah. not really a big deal, but it just looks different. I don't know.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really same look. Even the Twin Towers on um, the World Trade Center, um, they have a lot of creative ideas like Kong jumping between the towers, which are co- which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't really take advantage of the shots yeah. because, like of the pseudomation. of so like a little
1: to... donkey like Donkey Kong like shimmy between both of the towers. Yeah. Um, like like and if you're gonna use those two as a gimmick, you should use something unique to them and not just have them yeah. climb and then jump.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it just doesn't work out. Like if you had made this movie with CGI, maybe that could have looked cool. but oh, mm-hmm. couldn't do it. now.
1: Yeah,
3: back then. <laughs> or, yeah, or now.
1: Yeah, I guess CGI wasn't even a thing back then. No, yeah. not even close for CG movie. I, I was gonna say well, they could 1991,
0: do nineteen ninety one,
1: I believe. Yeah. I so was they could do like a distant shot and like CGI, Like, a But here's the top, thing
0: though. Like, it's if, the, if, if 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 they did stop motion, which I wanna add Ray Harry was It's still working. They were still using stop motion for films. Star Wars. and and that used stop motion for their stuff. Why would you not do Kong stop motion when he's iconic for being a stop motion creature? It's very strange to
1: me. Yeah. Who knows? It's very, very not epic. It's very <laughs> unfortunate. Is everything about this movie? Because in the end, if, mm-hmm. I, if I want to see a classic Kong story, I'm gonna just watch Kong Thirty Three. Yeah. I can yeah. get the same story at a better pace, better everything, except. Uh, like even racism, like somehow, it's <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and in a much shorter way too. Exactly,
0: <laughs> and like and like the thing is to me, like I was saying, I feel like almost we might have been better if they just made it a straight up sequel to Kong thirty three instead of idea. instead of it. Like, like I think the the most genius move Return of Godzilla did, which was a similar like attempt to revive an iconic monster after a hiatus of sorts was they was they made um return of godzilla a sequel to gojira they ignored the rest of the show era and yeah. they just were like oh hey here's our He's sequel later. to gojira yeah here's the new Godzilla we're gonna put him into a new setting modernize it new 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 themes etc etc I don't yeah. get why they couldn't have done that with Kong
1: i i think being able to use like the natural passage of time as like a story element like when it's like realistic and matches up is really interesting too like they could have done it mm-hmm. with kong too you know it could be like you know like 40 years ago we had that pretty traumatic attack like in new york city with the fucking ape yeah. Um, they could find some way to work in like school island again. They could bring back Kiko. I don't know. They could work something in. Just something better that's not just a worse version of thirty thirty.
0: And and then they mm-hmm. could have even like um, uh, kept kept the oil angle, made exactly. it where where like they saw pictures from the exhibition, like, oh, we could mine oil here. And then yeah,
1: instead of having it and,
0: and, and like instead of having to bring Kong back, they could have said all on Skull Island. Like exactly, stuff like yeah. that. It, it it's mm-hmm. just odd to me. And then and it's really the start of that issue of Kong movies not doing enough to feel different, mm-hmm. I feel like. But yeah, um, does anyone else have anything else they want to talk about with Kong? on my going to or should we wrap up?
1: Uh, yes, actually. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, so we have to bring back this other classic Kong segment of our show, and that's uh, what the fuck is up with oh, yeah. the <laughs> connections of this series so far. <laughs> so, uh, in our last episode, we, uh, we thought that in this movie they would use the word Skull Island to describe the island. And in this one, they don't even name the island. They don't even call it anything. It's yeah. just unidentified island. And so once yeah. again, I'm like, what the fuck? When do they call it Skull Island?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and we looked after that. being yeah. crashed because I swore it was this movie that started. It started in the fucking promo materials for Kong 33. Crazy. That They started calling it Skull Island. <laughs> and that name just stuck. It, yeah, was, it was
1: like a promotional was, name. That yeah. Was, it's... Like, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like stuff you're you in advertisements become, like, yeah. the norm somehow.
0: Yeah, and, like, the thing is, it only first officially called that in Kong 05, which is wild to me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said it best, but it's, like, it's, like, probably one of the best examples of, like, expanded universe material becoming, like, mainstream canon yeah. in a way. Because that name, like, ever since I saw, like, King Kong, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's Skull Island, classic. But it's literally never used until... It's like seventy years after that movie came out. You're I know, right? That. That's insane to me. It is. But, um, and the next thing is, even movie is—they they barely call Kong, him King Kong. But, yeah, and they call him King Kong like twice in the movie, and that's when they're displaying him. And mm-hmm. the weird thing you pointed out was the fact that they have banners on there, but they don't even have King Kong on the banners. They it's just Kong. Kong. Yeah, because <laughs> I like yeah, even in thirty-three, they never said it. But at the very least, they kind of had like a the better way. Yeah, clever yeah. way to tie you know, it. Like, they're like trying to hype him up like, oh, shit, it's King Kong. They yeah, have the Baroness, it's King Kong. They don't mm-hmm. even do that here. So it's like, where did that name even come from? They just drop it like like they said it the whole time when it's the first time they say it.
0: But then they keep calling him King Kong. Even like Jack and Dwan call him King Kong. Yeah, time. like they, they like, could have like, had like,
1: one line of the boat where he's like, say, like, I want to make him sound cool. What about like King Kong? How does that yeah. sound? Like, something like that. That's a natural way to... Like, yeah, to see, I have name. to
0: wonder if part of it was from that legal issues they were having of the lawsuit. I wonder the, if that, that was part of it,
1: and maybe that's why they call him like Juan and Fred and all these <laughs> bootleg not Anne and Carl names. <laughs>
0: I know, right? I wonder, but it's just such a weird. But then the whole legal stuff is a whole that could be an episode in and of itself on how <laughs> it? Kong. the Kong copyright case. But but this movie is what really kicked off the big one. <laughs> yeah,
1: because this is um this is the first one where it's just not as much like. Agreement there, because even the Toho one, yeah. they still had to figure it out. But at least they like came to an agreement. Like, Okay, like, yeah, make
0: these movies. The, the, well, the thing is with Toho was Toho was a lot to do it from RKO. The the the, the legal issue that came from Toho once was after Toho. Cooper,
3: right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it was a Marion T. Cooper was like, hey, that's my idea. Why are you using it? I own that, and that and, and that's when he went to court with RKO, and 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 RKO won that initial case. Then you got case number two, which had Universal, Paramount, RKO, and Marion T. Cooper's son all involved trying to figure out who owns Kong. <laughs> and nice. that became the big
1: issue. Uh, and then fucking one day, Donald to is like, hey, can I make a Kong remake? And they're like, yeah, sure. Like, wait a minute, I didn't check the copyright, but it was too late. He already made the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and that just became another fucking like variable in this Kong mess.
0: I know, right? But yeah, uh, next time, we'll, we'll be covering the sequel to Kong 76, which came out ten years later. Really King weird. Kong, yeah, King Kong lives.
1: How, how successful was this movie?
0: Um, uh, King Kong 76? Yeah. It was. It did well enough, but it was considered a disappointment financially. I get that. Which is probably <laughs> why it took so long for the sequel to be made. And then the sequel bombed, obviously, when you wait ten years.
1: but <laughs> King Kong died, how does he live? Does not well, sense?
0: We'll find out. Next time.
1: <laughs> he didn't die. Wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll see.
0: But yeah, um, uh, Ton, do you want to give your closing thoughts on Kong: City Six for us? Uh,
2: sure. Um, honestly, this movie's kind of a letdown. Um, not my favorite of this whole series. Honestly, usually I'm kind of forgiving on movies, but when it comes to recommendations, uh, if you want a nice modern film that recreates kind of that classic romantic adventure feeling with uh, giant monsters. Watch uh, watch Jurassic Park, but uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're a giant monster movie fan, give this movie a watch. Get your opinion on it. You might like it more than I did. I not like it. Sorry.
1: <laughs> I feel like uh, like as a remake, it's pretty disappointing. I think 33 does a lot of it better. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world, but it's really not good. And considering what's about to come up next in the Kong world, they have much better options to pick from. Unless you're like a Kong enthusiast and you want to see the whole series and see where mm-hmm. it, how it's evolved, I wouldn't really recommend it much. Although I will say give it props because it did inspire Kong confrontation. Rest in peace. Oh,
0: yeah, that is one little cool thing with it
1: but yeah it's not the best would not really recommend unless you really want to see kong have a kong moment i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah for me uh but summing up this is probably the least favorite thing we've watched on on, on the show so far and we've covered g98 and Godzilla vs worst of megalon and i think this is worse <laughs> than both of those i am not big on it i think it's gross i think it's very skeevy i think it's very boring I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend it unless you're a die-hard Kong fan who wants to see everything. All right, this has been episode number four of the Kong Roundtable. Like I said, next time we will be covering King Kong Lives from 1986. Until then, thank you for listening and have a good night.